Money Show. Personal Finance with Warren Ingram. Top five money tips for the year ahead. Feeling financial advisor, executive director at Galileo Capital. Uh, I mean, I, I, watching a series on TV where a guy's an alcoholic and he goes and, and they do Alcoholics Anonymous meetings, because I think it's been shown over time, Warren Ingram, that if you sort of share your pain and your anxieties and your worries and your fears and your addictions, well, you know, you, 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 you don't feel alone. And perhaps there is something, some merit in that when it comes to money. I, I was wondering where we were going with this uh, when you started that, that introduction. Thank you. So, so, so it's true that, that um, any time we try to change our behaviour, it's it's always better, um, and it's proven to be better that, um, and more sustained and more consistent if we do it with with the group. Uh, and I always just think about uh, about my um, really not famous running career, and, and I found it really hard to start running. But but the, the trick for me was to find a group of mates. That, that said, you know, we're going to get up at 5.30 every morning and, and, and we'll be there and we'll be waiting for you. And, and that peer pressure, that positive peer pressure, um, you know, got me up and got me running and, and I couldn't drop the commitment. And, and so that's my first tip of the, of the day is definitely start running uh, because that's good for all of us. You know, it, it's proven <laughs> that, uh, that if you exercise more, uh, it's, it's good for your health and that's good for your finances. But secondly, when it comes to money, if you've got money issues and, and, and pretty much all of us have one kind of bad habit when it comes to money, or, or if not one, many, then get yourself a money buddy. You know, some, someone that you can talk to that, that hopefully has better um, money habits than you have and set goals for yourselves. And it, it doesn't mean that you have to, uh, you know, start saving together and, and put your money together or, or something like that. It's someone that you, that you sit and chat to once a week, once a month, and, and someone that can hold you to account for the, the, the goals that you've set yourself, someone that you can share your difficulties with when times get tough, and, you know, and someone that can say to you, right, you know, this, this is, let, let's reset and let's get going again. And I think uh, you know, one of the cultural advantages we've got in South Africa that, that makes us unique is we've got stock files, you know, and, and to me, you know, stock files are a brilliant way of, 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 of holding ourselves to account, you know, and I think we can expand on stock files and make them, you know, a bit wider and start becoming sort of broader personal finance groups where we, where we get together as a individual little communities and, and hold ourselves to account. So, so no, there, there, are, there are lots of those, though. There are lots of investment clubs. People do form investment clubs. I've been to one or two of the meetings and they're Unfortunately, people treat investment clubs a bit like like book clubs in that they don't really read books and they drink wine and everybody ends up fighting and then two people end up making the decision at the end of the night and everyone else is complaining about the two who are making the decision. Um, and so, you know, there's got to be a bit of structure and discipline to these relationships because, yes, it's super fun and everything else, but it's got to be productive. True, and and I think it's it's also got to be. Uh, I mean, I, I'm I'm not really a big fan of kind of collective uh, saving only. I think you, you know when we're talking about money habits, you, you know, all of us are going to be in very different positions. So so dealing with your your group or your money buddy uh, isn't about saying you know we're going to pull our money together and we're going to do things together. It's about saying we're going to set goals for ourselves. I'm going to set goals for me. You're going to set goals for you. But we're going to share those goals with each other. And then once uh, you know, let's just say it's once a month. And I, I think once a month is good. We're going to we're going to catch up with each other to say, okay, you, you said last month you were going to cut your expenses a bit and you were going to start a savings plan. Have you done it? 
and and then you know you're going to ask me the questions about what I what what my goals were, and we hold each other to account every month. And and it's amazing if you've got somebody like that, that, that you know you have to report back to in a, in a month's time, and it's someone that you know is meaningful to you. How, how you are going to stick to those uh, the, those goals that you set yourself so much better. So so I agree you need structure, but but certainly it can't be uh, an excuse for, for for another you know another wine club. You know that that's not the deal here. Okay, um, take the fun out of it. Why don't you um, budgeting? <laughs> Um, if, 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 if again, just I think for people who've avoided budgeting, they've kind of realized what they've earned and they kind of know what goes off on the bond and they kind of know what the car payment is and they've got a vague idea of the insurance payments. And then there's a whole bunch that's left and then they spend it. Um, and if 2020 has taught us nothing, it's the importance of managing your personal cash flow better than ever before. It's it's probably I mean I, I you know I think I've I mean I actually wrote it it's not rocket science but but I think uh, it's the one thing that differentiates the people who are financially successful from from those who aren't it's you know I've been doing this for over twenty years and it's one of the things that the the people that have hit financial freedom on their goal uh, goal date or goal goal time uh, you know they they know what comes into their their bank account on a monthly basis they know what goes out and there is always a little bit of money left over that they save every single month of every single year. And, and there, there is no way that you can do that by accident. You have to set some kind of a, a budget to, to actually get that going. And it doesn't have to be a complicated thing. And I know it's the most boring topic in the world to talk about a budget, but I think uh, if, you, if you want to get to some kind of financial freedom goal, th- th- then this is the thing that you absolutely have to do. And to tie into the first point, you know, sit down with your money buddy and say, I'm gonna set a budget. Uh, and and you know share share that and and I think also if you if you don't want to track your expenses on on your own and you you know you're not good at Excel or you know running a little bookkeeping system you know you know because it, that's a mission there are lots of apps out there nowadays that uh, you know that you can use to 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 track the stuff for you I, I mean I think you know the one that I've spoken about before on the show is, is one called Twenty Two Seven. Um, they don't even charge you. You know, it's it's free. I'm sure they're making money out of it via the data or something like that. But but the point is, you know, they, they start to show you how you spend your money. And there are lots of these kinds of apps out there. So so uh, you know, if you if you don't want to do it yourself, make, make use of a tool. Make sure that it's safe, uh, and and then start to actually work to a goal. Yeah, you know, make sure that you are actually spending a bit less than you earn every month. And it's impossible to do that if you don't know what you're spending. Absolutely. And again, it's also impossible to know what your liabilities are over the longer term if you don't have a hand on your debt, surely. So, so you know, the, the, the question that gets or, or, or the topic that comes up most when we ask people to, to send us their questions is is always around debt. You know, I, I don't know what it is. It's seven out of 10 uh, people are asking about debt. And so I think, you know, get a game plan for your debt. You know, don't avoid it. Don't ignore it. It's not going to go away. Unfortunately, the banks are not just going to give you, you know, give up on the debt or, or give you a debt holiday and the government's not going to write it all for you. You have to deal with your debt. And, and so I think, you know, get a get a debt game plan. And I think, you know, over the holidays, once you've got a chance to relax, this is a good thing to do. Look at... Uh, Look at what you actually charged as an interest rate on the debt. So, so don't worry too much about which is the one that costs you the most rands every month, but but look at the one which actually costs you the highest rate of interest. Some of the credit cards and the personal loans and the overdrafts are, are, are in the 20% category. And, and, you know, that's an incredible amount of interest to, to pay off every month. So, so look at the one that costs you the most interest and, and then start on that. And, and obviously, you're going to need to pay a minimum amount on all of the debts that you have, but, but then pay extra into the one that, that charges you the highest rate of interest first. Then go flat out as much as you possibly can to, to get that most expensive debt paid as fast as you possibly can. 
and then look at your debt again and say, okay, I've, I've now got a bit of extra space in, in, in my debt budget because I've paid off one debt. Look at the next most expensive debt and, and get going on that one. Because I think, you know, that's the way that you, that, that you start to break this debt cycle. And, and clearly, I mean, you know, I think it goes without saying, but I, but I have to say it, once you get yourself out of that debt hole, don't go back in there again. That means you need to then get an emergency fund, you know, three to six months worth of your expenses to make sure that you don't get back into the, the debt problem again. Uh, for, for a lot of people, you know, we, we watch them on social media. They talk to us all the time, you know, on, on, uh, you know, following the show. And they'll say to us, you know, I, I got myself out of debt and thanks so much for the advice. And it usually takes somewhere around 18 months to, to three years for, for people to get themselves out of their worst debt problems. So I'm not saying to you that it's, you're going to get it all done in one year. But I am saying if you get started and you get going, it's one and a half years, maybe two years, and, and, and you'll solve the problem. And again, it seems like a million years away. You know, it's just like I can't possibly do that, Warren. It's it's like it's like it's me twenty twenty three. I can't. And you go, hold on a second, but you know, two years ago was twenty eighteen. It was the other day. Oh my goodness me! All right, yeah, I've got you. And um, but all, but all budgeting and all cutting and costs and managing debt is makes makes Warren a very dull boy. Makes it incredibly boring to live and breathe. Um, and and I think you are experienced enough in the world, in the same way as a dietitian allows a cheat day, um, you might allow a, 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 occasional cheats when it comes to uh, to the money journey? Absolutely. I think um, you've often uh, called me Scrooge or accused me of being a Scrooge on, 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 on the show. But, but I think you, it's, you take it out of I'm context actually... and you make me sound as if I'm mean <laughs> to you. But yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> So, so let me let me let me tell you a secret. I, I'm I'm actually a really um, I I hate the, the the discipline of of budgeting and and sticking to you know all these dry parts of the of the. the financial game. So, so what motivates me is actually holidays. It's travel. It's, it's the one thing I love to do. It's the one thing that will make me give up on, on spending on other things that are re- really a waste of uh, time and money. And so what I do is, uh, in, and I'm actually doing it now with my wife uh, um, uh, next week, is we're going to sit down, we're going to look at the year ahead. We're going to put the first holiday that we want to go on in our diary. And yes, it, it clearly it's not going to be an overseas holiday because none of us are in control of of COVID and it probably won't be a beach holiday, but we're going to put it in the diary. We're going to block it out um, in terms of, of any other plans. And then we're going to start a savings plan for that for, for that holiday, because that's the thing that motivates me then to say, okay, you know, I have to set up my budget because I need to get my holiday plan going. And, and you know, okay, I don't have a debt problem, thank goodness. I've listened to, to my own advice somewhere along the line. But, but, but I'm going to look at the other things that, that are important to me, my retirement savings, et cetera. And I'm going to say, right, you know, all of that hinges on me setting up my holiday first. And then I've got a budget for the holiday, which means I've got a budget for all the other stuff. And, and that's the only way that I can get myself uh, to, to stick to my goals and stick to my budgets. Uh, well, well, that and a very strict wife, of course, you know, and that's my money buddy. But, but I think that that's the important thing here is, you, you know, you've got to motivate yourself. So, so for some people, it might not be a holiday. It might be something else. You know, some people might be motivated by new phone every year. Or a new TV or whatever it is, new new device. Yeah, but, but, that's, well, but fine, that's a, as long as it's part uh, of the budget. No, 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 budget. no, no. I disagree. You can't be <laughs> you can't be buying rubbish and, and and justifying it yourself because it's part of a budget. I'm sorry. 
Um, you know, surely we've got one of my favorite questions when we we talk to other people about their money and we uh, on a Monday night. And I always love to just talk, talk about the small and the skeleton. Some people are honest and some people lie. Some people are ashamed. Some people are embarrassed. Some people um, openly admit to the fact that they love fast cars and you know, that sort of stuff. Uh, but surely one of the most important things we can do for ourselves is to not waste money on stupid things. Yeah, I, I, I can't say what I want to say, but stop stop spending your money on useless stuff in 2021. That that's a, that that is a good uh, a good goal to give give yourself. And I think importantly here, it's, it's not to say that you you can't have fun and you can't you can't spend on things that motivate you or that you know that make you happy. But but to me, uh, things that that make us happy and that's been proven uh, over many years now is, are experiences. You know human beings do get a lot of value and, and life does get better for them when, when, when they spend money on, on an experience. But buying stuff, you know, physical goods, the, the expensive car, the expensive handbag, the shoes, whatever it is, that, that, that gives you a momentary uh, a sensation of pleasure and joy, but, but immediately thereafter, you know, somewhere along the line, you hit a sense of regret and, and, and it becomes a burden, in fact, especially if it's a very expensive item. And for me, that was the one thing I thought about lockdown was, you know, people that have got expensive cars sitting in a garage that haven't gone anywhere for six months, you know, and, and paying, you know, 20, 30,000 rand a month for that car, you know, on Yo. massive amounts of debt. You know, how much joy have you got out of that car? And, you know, and you, you still have to pay it off. You, you still got insurance costs to pay on that and, and uh, you know, and maintaining the car, et cetera. And, you know, the fancy shoes and the fancy handbags, you know, you know none of that helped in lockdown because we were all on calls, right? We were, we were all on videos. So we were all wearing our fluffy slippers and winter and those weren't expensive so so i think you know to, to get out of this habit of buying stuff hopefully we, we take some lessons out of this horrific situation we've been in and one of them is stop buying nonsense uh, give yourself value buy you know plan plan for and pay for experiences those are great but but, but get rid of the stuff you know stop the stop this fixation of of, of buying rubbish gotcha. it just doesn't make our lives better thank you warren okay so a couple of points get a money buddy very good tip set up some budgets for yourself, but be realistic. And, and Warren likes 22-7. It's free. That's why he likes it. Um, get out of debt and set it goals and, and, and just really, but incentivize yourself also. Give yourself rewards. Plan that first holiday. Plan it and put money aside for that holiday so you're not paying for it on your credit card for the six months after coming back for it while you're planning your second holiday. And, and then stop wasting money on stupid things. We've got a question here from Kuhle. Uh, Kutle says, there have been so many news stories about retirement funds and the government attacking them to fund SA and ESCOM, and I don't want to invest any money in my retirement annuity anymore. What should I do? <laughs> can I answer? Yes, you can. That was the question. You see, oh, I asked the question, fantastic. what can I do? There's a question mark. And then I, for once, <laughs> shut up. And you're so surprised. <laughs> I thought there was definitely going to be a follow up there. So, Never. so the, 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 this for me is uh, is it's 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 been such a big theme over the last two or three years, and it's something we need to get out of the out of the kind of financial system. So, so let's just touch base on this. In August, the the the, the policy, the economic policy chief of the ANC, Enoch Gondonwana, stood up and said the ANC have shifted away from a policy of prescribed assets to a policy of public-private partnerships. He said a lot more than that. But I, I'm definitely summarising, but but that was the first shot. And then I've been desperately waiting for someone in government, someone you know high up, uh, to to say something official. That happened on the third of December, or third of December. 
David Masondo, the Deputy Finance Minister, actually said it. He said the government is not considering prescribed assets. They do want to review the rules that, that govern uh, retirement funds, and that's called Regulation 20, uh, 28. What they want to do is they want to make it easier for, for retirement funds to invest in infrastructure, uh, but specifically now it's around projects, not about funding state-owned enterprises with a blank check. So it's, it's, there's a phrase called bankable projects. It's, in other words, very specific things that, that get packaged together for investors to, to buy into a project, you know, a, a new railway line, a new road, or whatever it's going, going to be. And then it allows the, the pension fund trustees to make a decision to, to go in there or not. It's not a case of saying to the pension fund trustees, we're taking that responsibility away from you and forcing you to do it. We're saying, let's package these things and you can choose to go into them if they are good for your pension fund members. It can't be clearer than that for for people to understand prescribed assets is gone. And you talk to people in the investment industry and they are desperate for what what, what you, you called and they called and everybody calls bankable projects projects that you can see that there is a beginning, middle and an end and provided the good contractors hired and, you know, that they create jobs and they do all of that sort of stuff and that there's a profit to be made and that profit can then be returned to investors in the form of a dividend. Everybody wants a bit of that action because stock markets have shown themselves to be limited and volatile and scary places. And so rather than buy a government bond or lend money to ESCOM, you can do that. Pension funds do. Um, You can do a bit of that. But also, Invest in the future, uh, and that and that's the opportunity set. And you know, you've you, I, I, yeah, it's a very exciting prospect, frankly. I, I can't. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've had people saying to me, you know, how, "How can I buy into uh, you know a wind farm that's got a, that's got a contract already? How can I do that?" You know, and it's actually very hard to do because you know, unless you're the promoter of that that project, you know, it's just a difficult thing to do. And if someone says to me, you know, there's going to be a public-private partnership uh, you know, with, with the railway line from Simonstown to, to the, the Cape Town CBD to, to sort out, you know, the, 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 the traffic problem in Cape Town. And, and, you know, you can invest in that as a, as a project and it's going to be an eight-year deal. And I, I take it. I take it tomorrow because I know there are lots of people living along that line that would love to get out of their, their, their cars and into a reliable, safe train that they, you know, that works every single day. And if there is a bankable project that that can do that, you know, I think it's a win-win for everybody. So, so I think that that's a, that's an important point here. Prescribed assets are off the table. Let, let's put it to bed now. But the so to answer is, to answer Kushler's question, because we must do this. The question was, what do I do? Okay. Keep putting money into keep, RA. Keep Keep putting money into RA. The JSC is broken. Uh, the JSC top forty index is broken an all-time high in the last couple of days. The, if if this commodity that was today, cycle carries on. Yes. Uh, today, today, uh, I'm living on fast forward. Uh, so, so uh, you know, if the commodity cycle keeps going like it's done in the past, the the rand will will strengthen even further. Surprisingly, the JSE will do well. And if you're not investing in your retirement fund, getting the tax benefits and participating in that, you are going to miss out. So, so I think uh, the answer is do invest in your retirement fund. If you don't want to do it all, you know, if you don't want to do a maximum or a contribution, then at least do half of what the, the maximum is, and then you can invest the other half elsewhere. But but don't avoid your retirement fund, and please don't cash it out. And then I want to know a mean, nasty question from me to you. How much is enough? What is enough? But that's going to come up with Warren Ingram in just a moment. And wrapping up with Warren Ingram this evening from Galileo Capital. Warren, what is enough? How much is enough? What, yeah, what is enough? 
I think, uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's kind of made me think, you know, about, about this year. It's our, our last show together for the year. And, and I thought, uh, <laughs> you know, we kind of on this treadmill, a lot of us, you know, we, we kind of like the hamster on the, on the, on the, on that hamster wheel, just running and running and running and not really thinking uh, about life and what we want to do. And, and we've all been given a major wake up call. And, and I think, you know, I want to give a book recommendation. I know it's not really the, 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 the place for me to do it, but, but for people who haven't read it, there's a book by a, a very famous uh, index, the, the godfather of index investing, John Bogle, who wrote a book called Enough. Uh, and, and, and it's obviously a trick question, how much is enough? For, for each of us, it's going to be different. I can give you a number and I can say it's 20 times or 25 times what you spend in a year. Uh, but the answer is that, that, you know, that's just part of the equation. You know, there, there's a whole lot more to, 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 to our lives. And, and, and I think that we've, we've realized, you know, we should have realized that, that there, there's a lot more than just money and just running around chasing stuff and chasing goods and titles and all of those kinds of things. Uh, and so to me, you know, if someone says how much is enough, it's, it is. It's, it's 20 or 25 times what you spend in a year. That means if you spend less every year, you, you need less money. And, and, you know, 20 times less is a huge difference. So, so the first point is try and, try and control your costs. Try and spend a bit less. Try, try and be a bit more meaningful and a bit more purposeful around the way you spend. But, but secondly, try and understand what you are spending your money on and what you're actually aiming for, what, you, what you're going for. Because the, the chances are that if you've got a decent job and, and you, you're one of the fortunate few, you probably have enough already got someone meaningful in your life, you're probably golden. And if you're doing a bit of exercise, you, you know, you're in the top 1% of, of the 1%. And that's enough. You know, we don't need a big fancy house or two or three in private jets and and, and uh, what are those fancy cars that are driving to poles in, in Seapoint. You know, we don't need that stuff. We, we just need to, to kind of rebase ourselves. And, and that's my, my, my comment for the year. That is the final word for this year. From Warren Ingram. Warren, thank you very much indeed for tonight and for all the other nights that you've given up for us and coming to share some wisdom all about money. Warren Ingram from Galileo Capital wrapping up this Thursday evening edition of The Money Show. The uh, last episode of the year tomorrow on The Money Show from 6 p.m. Looking forward to joining you then before we have a bit of a break. Have a good evening now. Good night.